0: Welcome to Endurance Strong, here we continue our deep dive into training zones for endurance athletes. Enjoy. Zone 7 training is all about developing maximum power and sprinting ability. Needing to go into an all-out sprint is basically only necessary for cycling races, where cyclists ride in a pack most of the race. end up using strategy and sprinting ability at the end. Sprinting also may arise to break away from a pack or to catch up to a pack of riders. Most running or multi-sport races don't come to this as you tend to get spread out by the finish line and any tactical adjustments in speed or pace are generally carried out over longer durations. Thus zone 7 is usually only implemented for cycling only training plans. Intervals for zone 7 are probably the simplest of all. Just go as hard as you possibly can go for 8 to 30 seconds. The intensity for Zone 7 for cycling for functional threshold power and rate of perceived exertion are shown here for those of you watching the video. For those listening to the podcast, they are also on the corresponding article on endurancestrong.com. As you see, the intensity range for Zone 7 doesn't have a maximum, so it's truly an all out effort. There's no need to watch your power during the interval though, as this will only distract you from giving your maximum effort. Heart rate won't be quick enough to respond to your short, hard effort, so don't use this as a gauge. These intervals are purely based on rate of perceived exertion, which is a 10 out of 10. Recovery periods after these intervals should be fairly long relative to the length of the interval. 3 to 10 minutes is a good estimate for rest periods, but is a wide range because these, more than any other interval, should be based off feel. When you feel you are recovered enough to perform another all-out sprint, then that's how long your recovery should be. A basic zone seven workout is again, pretty straightforward, but there are various ways to shake them up and make them specific to your particular cycling discipline. For starters, eight second sprints feel very different than 20 second sprints, which feel very different than 30 second sprints. Your workout can focus on one length or involve a variety. You can sprint while remaining seated while standing or progress from seated to standing during your sprint. You can start your sprints in different gears, so you have to work more on leg speed in the lower gear or muscular force in higher gears. You can force yourself to stay in one gear for the whole sprint, or allow yourself two shifts of gears or unlimited shifts. You can practice your sprints going into them with very little speed and momentum to work on generating force. or you could go into them with a lot of speed and work on maintaining slash increasing that speed. You could practice sprinting coming out of the corner, up a short hill, or coming around another cyclist that's leading you out. While sprints are best done when you are fresh as can be so you can get maximum power there are times when you may want trained sprinting with a little fatigue in your legs such as during race simulations. For example you may gradually build up speed and intensity over a few minutes like can happen at the end of a race ending an all-out sprint for a finish line. Another special case you can mimic in training would be the start of a cyclocross or mountain bike race where you may have to sprint for a position from a standing start, which requires a lot of force production, and experimenting with different gears and shifting strategies. As you can see, there are many combinations of variables that can be implemented to change these workouts to meet specific needs. Continue with our training zone conclusions video here.